Wraith the Oblivion has a labyrinth, so does Werewolf the Apocalypse. They are not the same labyrinth, though. Today I'm going to tell you about what it is, what it's made up of, where you can find it, and why you really don't want to be there. Let's get into it. Hello everyone, welcome to the table, my name's Nathaniel. This is a channel where we discuss lore around some of your favorite role-playing games and mine. If that's something you're interested in, I would love to have you join me at the table. The labyrinth we're going to be talking about today has a distinct lack of David Bowie, eyeliner, and 80s hair. No, the labyrinth from Wraith the Oblivion and Orpheus is actually more of an interface to Oblivion and the Underworld. Now, as many of you may be familiar with, Wraith the Oblivion, as well as many of the games in the World of Darkness lineup, are quite esoteric, as well as very abstract, and the Labyrinth is... well, it's not immune to this. Now, Oblivion is more of a physical concept and a, and a place. Oblivion has a location. This would be called the Well of the Void. And the Labyrinth is the place that surrounds the Well of the Void. It is basically a maze full of monsters, which ends, I mean, it technically doesn't end, but it ends at the Mouth of Oblivion, and you, if you, you go in there, you, you die. I guess you were already dead, so you just, you, you never existed. Now, Oblivion, what it does is it gets rid of meaning. It gets rid of your, your identity. It even gets rid of consistency or reality as it would be known by wraiths. And the area that's around the well, it would show this as well. The labyrinth is a maze, but it is absent of any kind of specific order. Imagine trying to complete a maze that had no set rules and they kept changing the more you played the game or the more you were inside the maze. And it's also not just walls that you have to walk through, like any sort of corn maze, it's not the same. An example that's given in the Wraith books themselves is that one corridor could be a childhood hallway that you're familiar with. The next could be inside the lava tunnel of a volcano where the gravity doesn't work, or it's in reverse. But structurally, the maze itself, if you do see its walls as intended, the further out you go from Oblivion, the more consistent it seems to be. The walls are a black stone that resembles resin, if you were to look at it, probably a little shiny, maybe a little glossy. But the inside, there is white marbling and veins that go through the walls. This blackened substance with the marbling on the inside is called Patra, and for the most part, it is very stable at least the further away from Oblivion you are. The Labyrinth or anything close to Oblivion, the, the term stable just doesn't really have any meaning. Now, if you were to walk on some of this Patra, the stone would give out some groaning or maybe some moaning. It definitely has a touch of the spiritual to it. I theorize comes from spirits that have formed into this crystallized form to make this, this wall or this Patra. And it is also possible for memories of the deceased, you can experience them. This can range anywhere from light to extremely painful. And most of the memories are only from a few months ago, or at least a few months old. The maze is almost like a testing ground. If you 
experience something in the labyrinth and it makes you want to run away, this is good. The maze will let you run away because it knows that if you want to run, it's not your time. If you still cling to life, then the labyrinth will find a way for you to not go into the mouth of oblivion. But if the maze does try to turn you away and you are unflinching in what you've experienced and what you see, then it is definitely your time and oblivion calls to you. Speaking of entrances and exits to the labyrinth, the Venus Stair is one of the most well-known entrances and exits to the labyrinth, and it is made almost entirely of Patra. The Venus Stair is more of like a spine to the labyrinth. It just goes straight up, it offers its support. It is the counter to the River of Death, and it actually has a knowable location, so it has a fixed point. You enter and exit from the same way. And it is also the only thing in the labyrinth that remains in a stationary location. And no matter how much the labyrinth changes, the location has always remained the same and is predicted to remain the same for, for the foreseeable future. And one of the most consistent features about the staircase is that its steps are 18 inches wide, 12 inches deep, so that's one foot, and one and a half feet for the, uh, for the width. But the height is just inconsistent enough that if you're not paying attention, you can trip and fall. Sometimes a rogue wave will come up from the labyrinth. It'll travel up the spine and it will wobble the stairs. If you're on it when this happens, that's bad news bears for you. The labyrinth is also full of monsters, as I mentioned, and a large portion of those monsters are specters. Spectres can sleep inside the walls as if it was considered their fetters. They have also formed their own societies that dwell and live within the labyrinth and try to adapt to those crazy always changing rules that happen in the labyrinth. There is also a group of Malfeans. The Malfeans, as well as a spiritual force rather than a physical entity or a, a, an actual presence. They call the labyrinth home, and the Malfeans, they will defend their territories that they have laid claim to in the labyrinth just as fiercely as they will the specters. And Grandmother, this spiritual force rather than an actual being or an actual entity, it is also believed that she can alter the nature of the halls to suit what she wants them to on a whim. Now, what is a Malfeian? A Malfeian is a spiritual presence or a spiritual force of destruction. They relish in suffering, in the evil that they cause, in the pain that they cause. Malfeians are also like the grandmother, but not nearly as powerful in the sense that they do not have a physical presence or a physical body, but they do represent the spiritual emotions of this. And they exert their influence in the world through the use of minions. And lastly, we need to talk about Oblivion. I know I touched on it a little bit at the beginning of this video, but Oblivion itself is more than just erasing you from the collective memory or of ever existing, which is objectively terrifying. Oblivion is a churning force of destruction. There is no coming back from it if you go in. Oblivion is also angry and below things in the underworld or in the Shadowlands. And it constantly calls to the wraiths in the form of their shadow. 
And once it's done its job, every wraith who goes into oblivion, technically anything that goes into oblivion, it just adds to it. Oblivion grows not so much on its own, but through what it is fed. Nothing can get rid of it, and this has the Wraiths of Stygia quite concerned, because it has also been growing much faster than anybody thought it actually was. Now here's where things get a little neat. So, I've done a video that talked about the worm in the context of Werewolf the Apocalypse. That will be up here for you. Oblivion and the worm are not the same thing, though they do represent the same ideas. The worm is destruction, the end of life. It completes the cycle of the triad. Oblivion is a place, an ever-expanding, ever-growing place that calls to you to, to make it grow. It is even whispered that Oblivion in the end times will consume everything, but it will also consume the worm. And conceivably the other triad if it consumes the worm as well. It is 27 degrees in my house, which is 80 Fahrenheit, and that's in the basement. Fun fact for those of you who are just not aware, AC is not a standard thing that is put in houses in Canada. Basements are, but AC is not. While I have enjoyed my time with Wraith, there's lots still to cover. Uh, I do think that I will be moving on from Wraith. Those of you who have watched these videos that have loved them, thank you, thank you for that. Try to do my prayer hands over my mic stand, which is really weird. They just haven't done as well as some of the other games that I've covered on the channel. I will probably look at doing some more in the future, but I will probably do them spaced out a little bit more. I would also like to thank my patrons who have continued to support me through this. Hopefully you don't melt or aren't experiencing any heat waves where you're all at, because that would make me sad. Autumn Alchemist, Orbs McMellons, RRSPQ, Ducky, Vox, Caneroot, Warpony, Get of Mathrox, BA Bravo, Arutvin, The First Layer, Bones Malone, Westheimer, and Ain't No Waifu. Thank you all for your continued support for the channel. My name's Nathaniel. This has been The Maple Table. Thank you so much for your subscription, and thanks for stopping by, everyone.